Welcome to The Goodness Club, a community for people striving to live healthier, happier, more purposeful lives. This podcast will cover a variety of topics, how to heal from trauma, how to live healthier lives, changing our mindsets, manifesting our dream lives, living our purpose. Being happy and healthy isn't just about the foods we eat and how many workouts we do. Being truly happy and healthy is about making the decision every day to become our best selves and aligning with our purpose. What is eating healthy if you carry resentment? What is staying active if your eating habits are trash? What is love if we haven't first learned to love ourselves? How can we evolve if we are clinging on to our past? Here, we will explore every uncomfortable topic and dissect every aspect of our lives. We will be focusing on mind, body, soul, relationships, nutrition as a whole. They all need to align in goodness in order for life to flow and find purpose, joy, love, and peace. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Goodness Club. I'm your host, Judith Rios. I'm so happy to have you here today and for allowing me to be part of your day. I hope you're having a lovely Friday. If you hear any noise in the background, today I have to record with my cats, Gordo and Stuart. So if you hear any sniffing, any little footsteps, any scratching of some sort of furniture, you know it's that. Today I want to talk about something different. I've been very fixated on health and kind of like vitamins and just how to eat healthier. But living your best life and becoming your best self is more than just taking care of yourself health-wise, working out, eating healthy. It's more than that. It's really getting connected with yourself and understanding why you do certain things, understanding what your triggers are, allowing that room for growth, for uncomfortable situations, to be able to look at an uncomfortable situation and see it as a opportunity to learn, to grow, to show up as your best self. This is what living your best life is about. It's about getting uncomfortable sometimes in order to kind of like break old habits and pivot from certain ways of acting and getting to know yourself in such a deep way and being completely honest with yourself as to why you do certain things or why something hurt you or why you really are angry and it's being very truthful with yourself and open with those around you especially if you have a partner being very open and truthful in why something affected you the way that it did and the first step is always to be honest with yourself because if you can't be honest with yourself if you can't really see why something triggered you or if something triggered you then you haven't really started So being honest with yourself is always where you want to start and maybe you're not ready to tell somebody why something affected you but being honest with yourself is always the first step because when you're honest with yourself you know and as long as you know and you're in the knowing of certain things that are affecting you then there's the first step the first chance for change. So this is what today's topic is going to be, becoming uncomfortable with 
emotional and spiritual growth, learning how to become our best selves. What does that process look like? What is your why? Your why has to be powerful in order to keep showing up and focusing on connecting with ourselves, of living inspired, of finding that balance and that beautiful life when we focus on food, body, spiritual growth, emotional well-being, and just living a life that promotes health, wholeness, and healing. And I'm going to be talking about my experience on emotional growth, on boundaries, on triggers, on being present, of letting go of the past, dissolving the victim mentality, to stop gossiping, stop judging others. Where does anger stem from? What causes anger? Why do we feel like we are angry most of the time for those of you that do struggle with this because I'm somebody that struggles with anger and I've learned that it comes from a, from a place of pain and being let down by those around me and anger is a I think is a very different emotion I don't think it's the same as being happy I don't think it's if you're happy you're happy because something happened right or if you're sad, you're you're sad because, you know, something depressed happened. But if you're angry, why are you angry? Anger comes because somebody irritated you? Why why did you get angry? And I, and I believe that anger stems from pain, from being hurt, from being disappointed. And a lot of my anger stemmed from pain, which is something that I found out recently. And this is kind of like where the whole topic and conversation is going to go today. I don't really have anything planned. I'm just going to talk. And I do want to apologize. There's a bit of static on my mic. It comes and goes. It's not frequent at all. But when it does happen, it happens for only a few seconds and then it'll leave. So I want to apologize for that static interruption. But rest assured, it's only for a few seconds and then you won't hear it anymore. I started my journey on becoming the best trying to be the best version of myself when really I had kind of like hit I believe it was my rock bottom and before we continue anything that I say about my past it might sound very blunt very crass and I just what happened in my past was is what it is right and there is no way to make it sound pretty there is no way to make it sound anything else that it is. It is what it is and I talk about it so casually because it doesn't affect me anymore and it's not something that I feel sorry about. It's not something that I would like other people to feel sorry about and it's just something that I need to say in order to talk, right? Because if I'm going to talk about my past, there are some things that are going to sound very like intense and all of that and I am grateful for every single experience that has shaped me into who I am today and I am proud of my past, I am happy for my past, I appreciate my past and I want you to feel the same. So whenever I mention anything and it just sounds like very nonchalant, um, just know that I'm grateful for the experience, right? And I'm grateful that this happened to me and... There's so many things 
to learn from quote-unquote negative experiences. I really don't believe in negative experiences, but things that in the moment don't feel positive or don't feel like there is something good that can come out of this outcome or like a lot of hopelessness and lost feeling and emotions ends up being something positive in the future, right? Because I feel that every situation is there to help us learn, to push us towards the right direction, to maybe help us become better in any other aspect of our lives or kind of like work on a trait that we have that doesn't help us so much. So I believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe that nothing is a negative experience as though negative as it may feel in the moment. And yeah, I just wanted to do that little thing before we started. When I started my journey on becoming the best version of myself, it was because I was just so tired of being angry, of not feeling good about myself, of being depressed, of having, let's say, excess weight that just didn't allow me to feel like myself and in a way didn't allow me to feel like my best self. And I would look in the mirror and it was like I didn't even know who I was anymore. The clothes that I was wearing didn't fit me. I My life did like a whole 180. It changed completely from what I had imagined it to be and what I had thought it to be. Because I had already laid down a foundation of my future. And then I one day I woke up and I was living this totally different life. And that just kind of took me to a place of like losing myself, of not knowing who I was anymore. I gained some weight. Um, My clothes didn't fit me. I was always angry. I was always kind of like numb in a way. Um, After the numbness, I like there was a lot of anger. And just this whole journey on becoming the best version of yourself, I took that decision because not only f- like for me, but for the f- for the people around me. And I just didn't want to feel that way anymore. So then I started reading a whole bunch of self-empowering books. I started hitting the gym again. I started focusing on my health and just eating healthier. And I did this in a way that I have spoken about this before. There's been a lot of times that I tried to you know, start losing weight again and all of that. And everything failed for me because I was approaching it in in a mentality of like, I have to lose weight. I want to be skinny. Once I changed my mentality and I would just started focusing on becoming a healthier person, becoming a person that I've always dreamed of being, like somebody that likes running, somebody that likes eating healthy, somebody that wakes up and makes smoothies in the morning. Like this is the person that I admire and this is who I am going to strive to be every single day so I'm gonna do habits every single day and I'm gonna do little things every single day that are gonna bring me closer to this dream person that I admire and that I would like to be so that is the kind of mentality that I that shifted for me in order for um, allowing myself like to help myself lose weight and it has been my mentality ever since I don't focus on calories I don't focus on how much I'm eating, I don't focus on food in general, and I don't focus on how many workouts I'm doing and all of that. I just really try to just be a healthier person. And what is a healthier person? A healthier person eats certain types of food, 
works out certain times a day or a week and that is just what I strive to be. I strive to be healthy and this is the mentality that has helped me lose weight and not only that but then I also started working on my marriage and reading marriage books and reading self-help books on just how to be happier and how to work on myself and ever since then it's kind of just been like a snowball effect I have just been more aware of my reactions of why I do certain things it's about I'm just constantly trying to be in the present and being connected with myself and knowing why I react or why I what my triggers are and what gets me angry why does it get me angry and things that make me sad when it shouldn't but there's like an underlying cause and it's just always being so present and trying to be so connected with yourself that you are your own like you're watching yourself you're watching how you act and asking yourself okay so why did I act this way what triggered me why did this make me sad why did this make me angry why am I irritated why am I frustrated why did I snap this is the process of becoming the best version of yourself I do this in order for I think finding out your why first before I say that this this will go towards that but before finding before doing you know becoming your best self before eating healthy before you're exercising or whatever it is you have to have a strong why you have to have something that allows you to show up to your dream life allows you helps you show up to the kind of person that you want to be that motivates you you have to have something that helps you stay motivated that helps you show up to the same habits the same healthy behavior the same healthy eating the same active lifestyle and your why needs to be so powerful if it's not powerful it's hard to show up because why are you showing up right and I wanted to share really fast some of my whys and what it is that makes it easier for me to wake up in the morning and work out what what is it that makes it easier for me to eat healthier and all of that this was my why before but now it's been my habits are such it's not a habit anymore I think they are they're still called habits but they're just the way that I live my life now and it's not something that I think about it's just something that I have reprogrammed to either eat or to think or you wake up in the I wake up in the morning it's like automatic just put on my my workout clothes and head to the gym and it's just I don't even think about it anymore right it's it's already engraved in my lifestyle and who I am but I figured I, I wanted to really share my why and what got me started so number one I love the feeling after a workout I don't know about you but I love that sense of accomplishment I love that feeling that my body feels when I have just given it a really good workout and to me that is enough of a reason to show up to a workout for myself that is my reason I love the way that I I feel when I'm active I hate how I feel when I'm laying on the couch and doing nothing I hate that feeling I stay standing almost the entire day until probably like eight or seven and then I allow myself to sit 
or I'm constantly wanting to walk outside because I just hate how sitting makes me feel. It makes me feel lousy. It makes me feel lazy. It makes me feel like I'm not doing anything. So being active really helps me feel amazing. My second, my second um, reason is my hair and nail growth and the and the shine that I get when I eat whole foods and and I exercise is insane. If I stop exercising, I can definitely see the consequences in my hair and in my nails. It's like so automatic. It's not that automatic, but after a couple of weeks, I can see the difference. And exercising and eating healthy is not only to maintain my weight, but it's to help me look my best. And I'm not talking about slim. I'm talking about that glow that you get in your skin, that hair growth, that shine, the nails. This is what keeps me motivated to keep going because I know that I look my best when I'm living my best. That effortless feeling whenever I get dressed. So I haven't always been very comfortable or confident in clothes and that effortless feeling that I get whenever I get dressed after a workout or knowing that I'm living my best life and working out, I just dress different. It's I don't know how to explain it, but I know what I'm talking about and that is one of my whys in order to get dressed and just feel amazing no matter what. A better mood. I am somebody that I have to eat magnesium, I have to stay active, I have to get vitamin D because I know that depression will kick in. It's just something in my biology, I don't know if it's whatever it is, but I know that these three things help me stay happy, helps me be in a better mood. If not, I'm very easily irritated, I cry for no reason, I get depressed, so this is a huge one for me. I know that living my best life allows me to combat combat depression obviously feeling like my best self I do this because when I do this I feel like my best self I feel like I'm living my best life and this is a feeling that I wouldn't trade for anything I just love how I feel when I show up for myself when I eat healthier when I work on myself when I don't snap when I apologize when I'm soft and these are things that that help me feel my best self. So that's what allows me to keep coming back to it. I struggle from back pain. The more I exercise, the less back pain I have. That's a huge one for me. Less bloating. The more I exercise, the less bloating I get. So that's another huge one for me. I feel better about myself. Therefore, I'm able to show up as my best self for others. So this is huge for me because I'm somebody that I, I feel very bad after... An encounter and I wasn't really my best self or I snapped or I was judgy or I was irritated or I was just very quiet and working on myself and giving time for myself and focusing on living my best life allows me to be my best for others another of my whys is being healthy and active for my future little ones so I no no doubt in my mind I see this my future, I see this like it's my now, but I know that I'm going to be a very active mom, a very healthy mom, and I want to be that for my little ones. So then in order to do that, I have to start now, right? I have to be that way. It has to be programmed in me already because then somebody that isn't programmed that way 
they're given babies and it's hard to kind of reprogram your whole self when now all you have to do is all you have time to do I would I would figure or guess that is just focusing on the babies so then if you're just naturally this way I think it's a lot easier to just come back to it or to be it you know while you're pregnant I see myself pushing that stroller running around the block and just taking my baby to the gym and I just see that as myself I know that's who I will be and that's what helps me stay healthy active become the better version of myself is for my future little ones and obviously aging with grace age is nothing but a number so I'm prepared to be happy and healthy at every age. That is one of my whys. I don't want to become older or age and feel like I'm aging, right? I want to feel my best at every age. One of my really, really huge whys is knowing I'm going to raise little ones one day and I want to be a healthy example in order for them to know how to nourish and take care of themselves so they don't fall prey to chronic illness that are brought on by lifestyle choices. When I become a mom, I feel like that obviously that's such a huge responsibility and I want to do the best that I can not only to help them be good people in society but to know the fundamentals of what it is to live a healthy life, what it is to nourish the body, what it is, why should they stay active. And in order to do this, I need to be an example. I need to live it. I need it to be me. I need that to be what I am. So this is a huge one for me. I want to raise really good, healthy kids that when I'm gone or whenever they enter another relationship, they're going to know how to take care of themselves. They're going to function to their best ability because I taught them how to eat, how to stay healthy, but not only that, but how to look at themselves and stay connected with themselves in order to always strive to be a better version, how to know how to apologize, how to know when they messed up, how to know why they acted in a certain way or what their triggers are. I want them to just be their best selves, right? And this is a big one for me. I don't want to keep what has been passed out in my family from generation to generation to my kids. I want it to end with me. And that's why I'm doing so much of the work today, every day before I have kids, because I want them to just be the difference. I want them to be the change. I don't want them to grow up not feeling loved or feeling ugly or feeling like they're not enough or not knowing how to eat and always feeling bad about their bodies or whatever it is, I want to do my best to help them feel their best every single day. So that is a huge part of my why. And obviously, to be happy, to have healthy relationships, to have a good marriage, to have to have a lot of love in my life, to have a lot of acceptance, a lot of forgiveness, to live in the present and soak up the present for what it is and stop living in the past and stop looking towards the future. It's so beautiful. Once you focus on your present, no matter what, where you are, just taking a second to look at your body, to feel your hands, to be aware of your breathing, to look at your surroundings 
and to see everything it is that you have and you own or everything that you're blessed with or everything that you don't, right? That you don't have a disease, that you don't have a chronic illness. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing negative. There should be nothing negative in your life. Everything is such a blessing and such an opportunity to learn and become the best version of yourself. Today, I wanted to talk about becoming uncomfortable for spiritual and emotional growth. So living your best life, becoming your best self is uncomfortable. It is going against what you are programmed to think, what you are programmed to react. It's going against things that make you angry or forgiving easily or allowing things to just be especially if you're somebody that has a lot of controlling issues. I'm that person. I didn't have much control in my in my childhood. So then I when I got married, I had this little OCD kick in where I couldn't sit down if I thought something was out of place in the kitchen and it got and I saw it getting really bad, but I worked on it in order for it to just, you know, not get so bad because I know that it was a psychological thing. So moving on, these are some things that we can work on in order to be the best version of ourselves, in order to have more light and abundance and love and peace and positivity in our lives and be able to just shine brighter and feel like our most authentic selves and living connected with ourselves, with our body, with our emotions with our actions and I'm just going to name a few because these are things that have I've been working on and things that I feel are important to work on in order to manifest our future selves and I'm going to end it with this stop judging others stop gossiping so this is something that really ticks me off in a way is listening to other people judge others and I don't know if it's because I'm more awakened I don't know if it's because I'm more connected and more present I feel like I have done a lot of spiritual growth so in a way I have grown more right so when I'm around people I've become aware that all they do is talk about other people and other people's lives and judgment of other people and It's come to a point in my life that I have nothing to say anymore. I can't talk. I I can't have a conversation because I want to have enlightened conversations. I want to have meaningful conversations. I want to have conversations that get us thinking, that help us grow, that motivates us, that is about the goodness in this world, in the goodness in ourselves. I want to talk about things that challenge us, things that are not of other people. It's so I'm all of a sudden all very aware that anywhere I go, it's just judgment of others or just talking about somebody else's life. And to me, when you judge somebody, it means that you have to be like this incredibly wise being that has never done anything wrong in their entire lives and even so if you are this being that you're perfect you wouldn't judge because you're perfect so to me judging others before you even know them before 
you have ever even been in their situation, it's not, it's not needed, right? That judgment, I think that you should get that judgment that you're doing and reflect it on yourself. And why is it that you feel like you have to judge that somebody? Is there something in your life that you're feeling bad about? Is there something that you feel bad about? So therefore you have to make another person look even worse in order to feel good about yourself? Like why, where is this judgment coming from? To be clear, I know the difference between right and wrong. But that still doesn't give me the reason to judge somebody, especially if, if I've never been in their situation. And this is something that I'm frequently exposed to. Whenever they ask me for my opinion, I always, always say, I can't opinionate because I don't know the this person's circumstance. So I can't judge. And if, and who am I to judge, Right. The last thing I would want is for somebody to judge me for my mistakes, for my decisions when I felt them that they were appropriate and the right choice in my life. It may not look that way for somebody else as an outsider, but in my life, this is what I chose. Why should I be judged judged for that? So this is something that I feel is very necessary for spiritual growth is stop judgment and stop gossiping find something better to talk about start talking about yourself start asking the person you're with how they're doing if there's anything that they need help with what are they going through talk about what you're going through talk about what your problems are talk about what you need help with talk about things that you're trying to overcome things that make you feel insecure things that make you feel shame things that make you feel jealous against somebody else start talking about those things talk about things that are going to elevate you things that are going to bring you growth things that are about you focus on yourself take the focus out of other people's lives and judgment of other people's lives the only person that you're supposed to be focusing on is your life and that's it so that's something very crucial when it comes to spiritual growth, I believe, is letting go the judgment of others and just focusing on ourselves and what we do as a human being on this earth and to other people and to ourselves. That is what is important. I can talk so much more about that. I just need to stop people right on the tracks as soon as they start judging somebody in front of me or asking me for my opinion. First of all, how boring. I don't want to be talking about somebody else when I can be talking about things that are going to elevate me and things that are going to help me, right? I just don't like talking or wasting my time with conversations that lead nowhere. Another point that I want to touch upon is pain is normal. Suffering is a choice. There's a lot of things that can fall upon this and a lot of debate that be that can go like, well, if my child has cancer, how can I not be suffering, right? So there's a lot of things that can go back and forth between this and there's a lot of arguments that can go against this. But my, where I choose to base this off is pain is normal, suffering is a choice. Let's say from my past, right? Something very terrible happened to me and i choose obviously in the in the moment it was very painful i it, it made me numb and there's a lot of things that come out of that right but once this situation passes right and we stay reflecting on it we stay in our past 
we stay thinking that this is going to happen in the future as well. We make that or allow that situation to affect us in such a way that it hinders how we respond in the future. It changes us in a way that it makes us harder, not softer. And we just ponder on this same exact situation that happened to us years ago and we still feel pain from it. We still we still ponder on it. We still think about it. Unconsciously, we dream about it or consciously we think about it throughout the day. This is called suffering. This is this is what it means suffering is a choice. There is a choice to let go. You have the choice to let go. We have the choice to let go. And I suffered for so long thinking about so many things of my past and it wasn't until I read in this amazing book that it's called The Power of Now. I'm sure you've heard of it. If you haven't, it's an amazing book. You should go buy it right this instant. I would even say pause this episode and buy it on Amazon, The Power of Now. That's how important this book is. This is how impactful this book has been in my life and for many other people. In The Power of Now, he writes a lot about suffering and not a lot about it, but there was a topic about the suffering, how suffering is a choice, right? When you live in your now, there is no suffering. It's only the now. And he explains this so much more in a way that makes a lot more sense because sometimes I can't find the words and... It's difficult for me to explain, but everything that he writes is so beautifully. And when, whenever we live in our now, in our present moment, there is no suffering in this moment. Take away all situation. Take away all anything that is happening to you. It's just you and me right now. You and I right now here in this moment. Look at your hands. Look at your surroundings. Hear your breathing. Feel your breathing. Just be here. Be aware of the space around you. Be aware of where you are. Be aware that you are you, that you are life, that you are alive here, now, with everything that you have. It's just you. And just start thinking about that and thinking about that. And the more you think about that, you connect more to your body and you're more present. You're able to become more present and here now in this very second, in this second, in this second, in this one, now in this one, there is no pain. It's just the now. It's just who I am now and now and now. I'm not thinking about the past. I'm not thinking about the future. It's just this and this and this second and this second. I don't know if I'm trying. I'm trying to get through to you, right? I'm trying to explain to you. It's just this what we have right now is just this is you here today listening to this this is what you have this is what you're doing now i kind of went off a little bit there but the main point is stop focusing on what happened to you in your past stop focusing and unconsciously or consciously i know it's a little bit harder when something is unconscious and that's what helps being present and being connected to yourself is that you go out through your day and you realize when your mind is dozing off into something negative or into something that happened to you and basically stop replaying these things that happen to you over and over in your head you are causing yourself to suffer 
Suffering is a choice. Your pain was real. Your pain was very real. And it was acknowledged. And you cried. And there was a lot of things that went to that. That you don't need to suffer anymore. Now it's time to let go. That is not your reality anymore. So this is what I mean by pain is normal. It comes. But suffering is a choice. We choose to suffer whether we replay that same thing in our heads over and over again. And we make it feel like it's still our reality when in reality it's not and this kind of goes hand in hand with letting go of the past so letting go of the past it's not something that you can do overnight letting go of the past takes a lot of work it takes understanding why you act a certain way today like I probably might snap at my husband for making a comment but then I really have to sit down and be like why did I snap why did that really hurt me and think about the time that my mom did something similar and then once I understand the correlation between these two events and how they were exactly the same and how they made me feel the same way as I felt in my childhood now I have understood why the snapping occurs now I can let it go and I can move on and I can move on because this snapping this feeling of hurt that I felt from an example of my husband doing or saying something to me I got hurt and I noticed that it wasn't him hurting me I noticed that it was something my mom did in the past that hurt me and I'm still holding on to that so it's not that he hurt me is that I still have something in me that is causing me to get triggered whenever something similar happens even though my husband didn't mean to hurt me he didn't say anything specifically to hurt me it's just maybe a word that he used or maybe the way that he spoke or maybe something something had to trigger that which would hurt me in the past so basically what I'm saying is that this hurt is not my reality what he did this situation of quote-unquote he hurt me was not real what was real, what happened, was what happened with my mother before. So my now, I am mirroring what happened in my past into a situation that has nothing to do with my past. So this situation that I made in my mind that Alfredo hurt me wasn't actually true. It was something that I was just mirroring from my past based on, let's say, some similar words or something that he said that I took in a wrong way, right? So I just created this scenario that wasn't true because I was holding on to this hurt from my past. And that is when you let go of your past and therefore you can truly live in your present and not take things personal, not jump to conclusions, not think that somebody meant something else when in reality they didn't. You are truly present in your now and you're able to understand your present for what it is and not for what your past taught you to think of certain situations if I explain myself correctly. The more we are aware of why we act certain ways and why we snap and why something gets us angry, why something makes us sad. And I'm talking sometimes about that irrational anger, right? That irrational snapping, that sadness that comes out of nowhere. You're happy one second and the next you're super depressed. You can't get out of bed. You have no motivation. What happened, right? other than a biological or chemical imbalance or hormone imbalance, right? But if it's 
psychological, if it's emotional, if it's a trauma that is in your body, you need to at least do the work and see if this plays a role in that. And therefore, when we acknowledge and we shed light on what it is that is causing this, we are able to let go of the past. Next, something that is very important is boundaries. I I had boundaries when I was younger. I was abstinent. I wouldn't allow um I wouldn't allow sex in my relationship until I was married, so this was a boundary of mine, right? But I had boundaries with let's say my relationships. The one thing I didn't have boundaries though were for just my own personal life, whether it be with my parents. My parents didn't allow me to have boundaries. I was brought up, I think this is a very um, common thing amongst millennials and their parents is that, well, well, for what I believe, right, and for what I see and my what I think is true, that our parents, millennials' parents are brought up to make us feel like we're just kids and we have no opinion in anything and we shouldn't talk when parents are speaking or when adults are speaking and kind of like just ignoring us in a way until we are finally able to be adults but then we don't know how to speak because we were told all our lives that what I was saying wasn't valid, wasn't necessary, wasn't truth, wasn't smart, wasn't something that I should even speak upon because I was just a kid. So there's not many boundaries that I put up against my parents and my parents did a lot of hurtful things to me they made me feel unloved they made me feel like whatever I had to say didn't matter I wasn't trusted even though I was somebody that I was somebody that should have been trusted because I never did anything remotely against my parents I was a very calm easy to handle child I followed instructions I didn't rebel if something was said that's what I did so I started setting up boundaries when I was 18 because I kind of like I, I guess it came with the age I was 18 I felt like it was time that I can set up boundaries and my when my this was a boundary of mine that I set up and I said enough because when my dad tried to strangle my mom again and not again but he did beat her up once or twice and he tried to strangle her to obviously to kill her and then I got home the cops were there and I told my mom this is the last time that you know that we're doing this I am this is up to where I go and if you want me to help you I'll stay I'll take care of you I'll take care of my brother I will help with the money I'm working two jobs we can do this together we can do this alone and my boundary was that if he ever came back again which he always did my mom always allowed him back I would get up and leave I don't know where I was gonna go to I don't know what how I was gonna pay anything but I knew that if he ever went back home I was gonna leave and that was a boundary of mine that boundary of like enough is enough with me being exposed to verbal and physical abuse manipulation making me feel worthless making me feel like I wasn't being able to be trusted it was just toxic it was a toxic environment that I chose not to be part of anymore and I needed to be trusted I needed to get out of this situation and so my dad came back in the picture he came back in the house and I don't know 
I was at the time dating a really nice kid and his mom allowed me to stay with them in their house until I was able to find like an efficiency or some place that I could live, which I did a, a few months later. I think it was like two months later or a month later that I found a place to live. And that was it. That was kind of like my boundary. I didn't talk to my mom for a, a little while. My mom and and me and my mom and my stepdad kind of just lost all communication. It was so lost that I even got engaged and they didn't even meet Alfredo. They hadn't even met him. They hadn't even known that I was in a relationship or about to get married. And they came like the first time that I ever saw them was after that was when I got um, when I got married by court. So they came over, they saw me sign the papers and all of that. And yeah, so setting up boundaries in order for you to protect your energy, protect your mental health, just protect you and not be exposed to any more physical harm or abusive harm, whether verbally and all of that. And also not, it doesn't have to be so extreme, but if one day Like if somebody's taking too much energy from you, it's okay to say no. It's okay to, and this is something that I've learned with my mom as well because my mom was the type that I've always had to help her and help her and help her and everything that she ever asked of me, I always felt bad saying no. So I had to learn to say no to my mom and this was a huge thing for me. It was so huge that I had never said no to my mom. I would always use that other mechanism where you would be like, I'll tell you later or I'll, or I'll let you know. And it wasn't until I think last year that it, there was this one time that I told her no. And I like hung up the phone or something like that. And it was, I felt, I started crying. It was like this huge thing had lifted off from me or like this new beginning or like something that I had never done before. I had never just straight up told her no And once I was able to tell her no, it got a lot easier to keep doing it. And and then it got a lot easier to do it with others. I would feel so bad saying no, like if it was something so evil or like if it was something so unheard of, like if somebody was not allowed to say no, like if you said no, that was the worst thing you could do as like a daughter or like as a wife or like as a friend. And finally understanding and learning that no has no negative connotation it doesn't have to be it's not it's nothing bad you're you're simply saying no i don't want to go no i need to do this no i don't have time for that no i need to focus on this no we had planned this no it's it's like you need no for you yes is also for you but no is in order for you to save your energy and to be able to show up later better than you were able to if you were to just say yes and you weren't fully present or you were thinking about the other million things that you had to do or you weren't obviously like even feeling it you don't want to go out you don't want to hang out with people you don't want to be around people it's okay to say no so boundaries setting boundaries look at what are your boundaries what are things that you don't want people to cross um people cursing at you that could be a boundary your partner you can be like don't curse at me I don't like that that's one of my boundaries if you're gonna curse at me just don't talk to me right and sometimes we have to be very extreme in these situations and people will be like she's so dramatic or she's so rash or 
it's it's so silly you know that but your boundaries are not silly your boundaries are not dramatic your boundaries are not irrational you have your boundaries for a reason everybody has boundaries for a reason we just have to be respectful of what that boundary is whether whatever reason it is that they're doing that boundary we have to be respectful of every single boundary and we need to learn how to put up ones right my next one is being present and i have spoken about this it kind of falls into any every other category because being present is how we get spiritual growth being present is our road to growth i don't think there's anything that we cannot do in the present in the present we are as aligned with ourselves as we can be we are free from past we are free from future we are free from judgment we are so connected with ourselves when we are present that there's any there's not anything we cannot do so focusing on being present learning how to be present doing going about your day and not having your mind anywhere else but in what you are doing and constantly bringing your mind back to if you're cooking in the kitchen focus on the food focus on what you're doing focus on cutting focus on whatever it is that you're cooking you know focus on your exact moments if you're reading a book focus on the words in the book if you're out for a walk focus on your surroundings if you're out with a friend focus on them ask them questions get to know how they're doing focus on the moment how they make you feel how happy you are to see this friend always be present get off your phone there's nothing worse than being with somebody and they're always on their phone be present with the person that took time to be with you so being present next being self-aware of our actions reactions and triggers i spoke about this a little bit before and it goes along with being present when you are self-aware and when you are very connected to yourself you are aware of when you acted irrationally you are aware of if you if you acted or you reacted of your triggers you are aware why somebody made you mad you are aware why you you snapped you are aware as to why you don't want to do certain things you are aware as to why are you mad right so being self-aware and questioning every single action that you do it might it might get tiring and it would get tiring because sometimes i get tired of it i'm like why did I do this? And then I go like into this whole kind of like questionnaire of like marking things off of why would I have done this or what feels right to me or trying to see how did that experience make me feel in order for me to act that way and why do I feel that way because of this experience. So it's like this constant like being self-aware and allowing yourself to get to know yourself in order to either break chains or let go of traumas or you know grow spiritually and emotionally and mentally and this is what it means to be self-aware next dissolve the victim mentality so there is nothing more that kind of irritates me um this is sounds very harsh and i'm a very blunt person but the victim mentality does not fly by me I have been through a lot in my life. 
I have been through abusive and verbal and manipulation parenting styles. I have been engaged and then the guy just didn't want to marry me anymore out of nowhere. And these are things I have a autistic brother that I can be like, why is this happening to me or why is this happening to him every single day? And I have a mom that didn't give me love when I was younger and now when she touches my hand or when she tells me she loves me or when she hugs me feels kind of weird even like I kind of like brush it off I'm like oh my god like don't touch me like it's weird it's weird to get affection from my mom which is something that I'm still working on because I want to get affection from her and I don't want to you know feel weird when this happens where me and my mom are working on just spending more time together and talking more and being more open with each other in order to you know, to not have that wall between us because she also feels it. And I'm just going to say, yeah, we, I've been through a lot and a lot more. But this never gave me the right to be, to have a victim mentality, right? If you're victimizing yourself, you're only hurting yourself. You're not allowing yourself for growth. You're blaming everything on everybody else. You're not taking responsibility for things that you might actually be doing that are causing you to be in that certain situation or or the same outcome always happens or you focus too much on the negative things or not negative things but on things that you see as bad or as you categorize as negative and the moment that we break free from this victim mentality the more power we have in our lives and the more we are able to see all the blessings and all the positive and everything that we do and don't have in our lives and we and we appreciate every experience for what it is and for what it's about to teach us right it's never why me why me that shouldn't be your go-to for anything that you rationalize as negative in your life it should be why does this scenario or why does this situation or why why do these things keep showing up in my life and why do they keep happening to me what is it that god universe being why what is it that they are trying to teach me what is it that i keep ignoring what is it that i keep hiding from what is it that i keep blaming others for is it something that i can fix is it something that I need to work on. We are not victims. First of all, we are the star of our own lives. I just want to get that clear. You are the star of your own life. You are your main character. Why would you be a victim? You're not a victim of anything that's happening around you. Everything that happens around you, in my opinion, is for the better. I believe that any negative quote-unquote again, negative situation that we rationalized as negative in the present moment in the past, anything that we saw as negative, if we look back at it now and we see where we are today, there's something good that came out of it. I don't believe that there's negative things that happen to us. I believe that there's things that we stumble upon or that are given to us in order for us to grow, in order us, in order for us to pivot, in order for us to learn, in order for us to get something better. And sometimes things have to happen in order for for these good things to happen. 
if I wasn't exposed to my childhood as and I was given like a perfect childhood and I wouldn't be where I am today speaking here with you sharing what it is now my passion to help others live their best lives and this is what I believe is my calling and my purpose if I wasn't exposed to the certain things that I was exposed to in the past I wouldn't have the wisdom that I have today I wouldn't be speaking on this how I am today I don't know what my life would look like there might be a million possibilities or a million other ways that my life could have turned out but this is my reality and this is what happened I'm doing the best that I can with what I was given and that is just what we need to focus on we need to focus on to do the best with what we are given and letting go of the victim mentality because we're not victims and we're not constantly being exposed to bad things we are exposed to what we need to be exposed to because life happens as it is is going to happen and we just need to learn from whatever it is that we're being exposed to and move on i bet there is a million possibilities and scenarios where you felt like a victim and if you had changed your mindset or your reaction or the way that you looked at the situation or maybe diffused the situation on your own maybe you would have seen that it had nothing to do with you and the situation you made it in your head and you made yourself be the victim when in reality nobody was the victim or maybe the other person was having a bad day and they were taking it out on you you never know what is happening for example when i'm in traffic i'm not a victim to traffic i am not a victim to people cutting me off i am not the one that's being hurt i am simply driving and i'm driving down the road somebody cuts me off i don't honk i don't curse i don't react this person just happened to be driving rashly they cut me off they went on their way why did that have to affect me right because all i had to do was break if that person crashed me that person crashed me what do i do i call 911 i get you know the insurance thing it happens whatever it happens i can't i cannot go driving and feel like and say that i'm never going to get in a car accident it can happen it happens but i'm not a victim to it right i'm not a victim to situations that is where my mentality is at i'm just very like what happens happens i'm not a victim this is my life i'm the main character I choose to respond to situations the way that I choose to respond to them, not react to them. And a guy that is or a girl that is in a hurry or driving very recklessly, recklessly, I'm I'm not the victim to their driving. I am my own person. I am just going to pivot, let that person go, and that's it. So that's how I look at certain scenarios. I don't know if I explain myself very like good with the driving it was the best that i can do to express what i'm trying to say that we are not victims to certain situations i am somebody that always chooses to look at the positive side of things as well so maybe that's not your way of thinking and i understand how absurd that may sound to somebody that doesn't think this way also having a victim mentality roots from 
a certain kind of trauma, right? A certain kind of programming that you were brought up to think of yourself. Maybe it's lack of confidence. Maybe you always just feel helpless. Why Why is it that you feel this helplessness? What um, made you feel this way when you were younger? So there's a lot of things that we can kind of just look into the root cause of the why of our feelings and our programming and try to reprogram that, right? Because our past is not our reality now. Moving on. The next, I'm going to close this with another three, don't take things personal. So this is something that has brought a lot of peace in my life and that I'm still working on because I am somebody that overanalyzes everything and that overthinks about everything and I overthink about why people acted a certain way, why did they act that way, are they feeling unloved, are they feeling mad, are they upset, what are they stressing about, so I overthink everything. And especially when the person or somebody reacts a certain way towards B, I take it personally. I think that maybe I did something wrong or I offended them or maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it is that goes through my head. But whatever it is, I don't. I try not to take it personal because you'd be surprised as to how many times it's not about you. It's not about us. That person may be going through a certain situation in their life they may be stressed, they may be depressed, but they don't tell anybody. They may be angry at somebody else. They maybe didn't want to go out. There's so many things that could have happened that did not include you. And that's related to relationship as well. And in a marriage is even more true. Like you cannot take things personal, especially when your spouse or your partner says something to you and you just don't take it personal. They have the right to express themselves and to be open with you. And the best thing that you can do is just hear them out. Let them know if it hurt you. You know, this kind of, you know, made me feel this way. But I know that it's not the reality. And I know that you didn't mean to make me feel this way, right? But I just want to express it because obviously it's good to let it out. So another thing would be if you are somebody that struggles a lot with anger, which is something that I struggle with, um, I would say get to the root cause of that anger because probably that anger is making you walk through life frustrated, irritated, angry at yourself, angry at others for no reason. Um, It's not letting you live your best life and you're just angry that you're angry, right? And there's no reason for you to be angry because your life is great now, so why are you angry? There's a root cause to this, I would say sit down and think about what is it that's causing you this anger? What is it? Is it that somebody disappointed you in the past? How many people disappointed you? Is it that you're always assuming things from other people? Is it that who hurt you, right? How how many people hurt you? Why are you in pain? So when you I would say if you're an angry person, I would say sit down and ask yourself, why are you in pain? And just sit with that for a minute. Maybe you'll start crying. Maybe you will just get angry. Maybe it takes some time, right, to show up to that same spot and just keep asking you, asking yourself that same question. Or if it helps, just be like, why are you angry, right? Because I'm frustrated at my mom because 
nobody listens to me because I don't feel heard. I don't feel acknowledged. I don't feel um, like I'm worthy. I'm angry because nobody treats me the way that I want them to treat me or because black and black, right? You can get to so many and you write all of these down, write all of them down and you would mostly see that it's either you're having high standards for people, you are always living in the in the future, you have high expectations of people and People are people, right? You're not supposed to expect anything from them. Everything that you need, you have yourself. You have the power in your life. You choose how you respond to things. You choose how you react to things. You choose, you need to choose acceptance, right? Nobody's going to act the way that you want them to act every day and all the time. Let's say you were thinking that your spouse was going to do this and this for your birthday or this and that for a special event or you thought that they were going to react a certain way to something that was kind of exciting for you, but they didn't. So now you're hurt and now you're mad. Maybe take a look at why that upset you. Why? The root cause of this, I'm just going to tell you straight. You straightly, you had expectation, expectations of somebody when you shouldn't have. You should never have expectations of anybody. Everybody's going to act the way that they are going to act. And you're going to act the way you're going to act. You might let down somebody. You might not feel the expectations of somebody else. So this is why we have to accept people for who they are and how they act. And just appreciate them for who they are, right? Um, a quick thing, a quick example it would be, I used to be really huge about birthdays. And I used to kind of think that everybody should like do a lot for me on their on my birthday, right? It was this ridiculously weird thing that I had about birthdays and nobody ever did anything for my birthday. Nobody ever like made me feel special, brought me balloons or anything like that, right? And then one day I just let go of that expectation of people. I'm like, you know what? what? Why don't I just accept what people are doing for me? What comes from their heart? Why do I want to control everything? Why do I want to control the way that my birthday looks? Why don't I just live in the present and appreciate the people around me that are actually coming to see me or celebrating my birthday with me in the way that they want to do it, right? And then once I did that, I was free of like the expectation of my birthday and now I celebrate every birthday and I just love my birthday and it's not because I'm doing something I want to do and people are coming and and all of this is because I've learned to accept and appreciate people for what they're able to give and for doing what they know how to do right um so yeah I would say work on that anger and try to find the root cause of it because it can really be a life destroyer, a, a joy destroyer, and not letting you live to your fullest potential to allow you to appreciate everything around you that you do have. And another one for those of us that are on our spiritual path, on our personal growth, personal development, and we're just putting in the work and it feels like too much sometimes, I would say it's okay to sometimes stop journaling. It's okay to stop writing everything down. It's okay to stop overanalyzing yourself. It's okay to take a break because 
this work can get so consuming that it would actually drive people mad like it's too much to do it's too much psychoanalyzing and and analyzing of oneself right that you forget to just live your life you forget to enjoy your life you forget to just be who you are so i would say also take time to just go out and hang out with your friends or spend time with your husband or your girlfriend or your wife i would say just don't forget to live your life and remember to take breaks because this is an ongoing journey and we are never going to stop growing right we're never going to stop learning or stop making mistakes there's always something there's always room for new growth so there is no hurry to get to your highest self because your highest self even when you get there there's even more growth so there is no ultimate person that you are going to arrive to is just the journey of being the best version of yourself every day and who you are today is the best version of yourself now and this is who you have to appreciate who you are now and you got to live with who you are now and you got to be happy with how you are now and this is the most that you're going to be today so i would say just appreciate every day for what it is appreciate yourself for what you are take breaks love yourself and tomorrow's a new day you can do better tomorrow but don't be focused so much on the future and don't be so focused on so much on getting to a certain point when the best place that you can be in is right now the best work that you can do is right now so just focus on the now i'm gonna end it here guys i just wanted to talk a little bit about developing a lifestyle that promotes health wellness and healing connecting with ourselves what it means to be uncomfortable for spiritual and emotional growth, how my journey a little bit looks like. I didn't really go into the nooks and cranny of it, but really focusing on food, body, emotional well-being and spiritual growth and and mental health and just really talking about what it means to be the best version of yourself and working on that every single day and how that looks like and some things to get started in it you know some things that you can start working on today i gave you some of you know the pinpoints which is letting go of the past boundaries being present being self-aware of our actions reactions and triggers um acknowledging where our anger comes from stop judging others dissolve the victim mentality learning to live inspired by connecting with ourselves and just knowing that this whole journey is uncomfortable and if it's not uncomfortable you're not making room for growth you're not stepping out of your comfort zone enough to allow yourself to grow we can only grow when we face uncomfortable situations and difficult situations and situations that we want to run from we have to go towards them those are the ones that promote healing and growth and we need to live outside of that comfort zone in order to keep shedding things away from from our bodies from from our minds from our traumas and to just forge in that fire right and become better versions of ourselves so I just wanted to share that with you guys today. If you enjoyed this episode, please give The Goodness Club a rating. It would mean so much to me. And I hope you all have a lovely Friday. I'll see you next one.